live like you're on death row. I watched two movies lately, and I won't give the spoiler alerts on how they finish, but what really struck me, well, one of the many things, was because the prisoners were actually on death row for many years, like one guy was on there for 12 years, another one was, oh, I think it was closer to 20, um, but in that time, the people they became was way beyond who they would have become if they were living outside on the street. Now, they, of course, the sadness of it is that at the end, for many of them on death row, uh, I don't know but just these characters, is that that would never have been then able to be given back to society. And I'm not saying for or against. That's not what this podcast is about. But the change in them, the, the commitment they were to the little things, um, the way that they took the time to look inward, uh, reassess. I mean, they had four walls and they'd get out and exercise, I think, once every couple of days or something. They'd shower every two days. And these are in America. But it was just, um, it was incredible. You know, so, where they could so much have gone sour. They just didn't. And I think if we lived like we were on death row, I wonder how different life would be for us, given all the opportunities of the freedom that we have, and that we really can do anything, anything. I mean, these guys couldn't. They were stuck in these four walls. They were lucky to get what books they got. But if we could do anything, if we were living like we are on death row, what would we do? I mean, with any day, they would get their letter and then, you know, that letter was giving them a date, which would be, you know, I think up to 30 days. That was their execution date. So every day I was waking up wondering if that letter was coming. And then when that letter did come, a couple of weeks later, they would get moved to a padded cell because um, that's when they was sort of written that they would be a danger to themselves because they could go crazy with fear. So for their own safety, they'd be moved to this padded cell for the last week or two weeks before their execution. And uh, wow, it and, and some of the things that really struck me, uh, one of the characters sort of said, you know, you don't know what it's like. He said, in some ways, living here, I'm always aware that there's an end date. He said, but really, whether I was in here or outside, we've all got an end date. And that's true. I mean, none of us are getting out of this life alive. That's, that's the bottom line of it. However, how many of us are living like we've got so many tomorrows, we've got all the time in the world... Uh, we procrastinate on things that are really important to us because, oh, I can do that later, or I can do it tomorrow, or I can, you know, or if it never happens, it doesn't matter. That's okay if you truly feel that way. But when it does matter to you, when it does matter and we're, we're not doing things because we think we've got all of these tomorrows, like, that really sucks. It might never happen. That If it's that much in our heart, that it's that important, well, I'm going to say it might even be a life purpose. I mean, that might be the reason for our lives. And we might never fulfill on that. And there will be at some point, at some point, whether it's on our deathbeds or whether it's that 
you know, last moment, as you see an accident happening that you're about to be involved in, whatever, that it'll flash through the mind. And I, I'm saying this because I've read so many accounts of people who've been at that point and whether or not it did or didn't happen. You know, I've spoken and I've read so much to people when they've had cancer and then they've gone on to say it's the best thing that ever happened to them. I mean, for goodness sakes, I've lost both parents to cancer. They didn't make it, right? And yeah, dad was in his old age, but what a lot of people don't know is that he was also dealing with that. And, um, you know, a lot of them, the survivors that I've spoken to have said that's the best thing that ever happened to them. How is that? Well, this is how it is. They lived. They were living on death row. You know, whether it be for minutes or days or weeks, months or years until they got all the clear. And the truth is, for many of them I know, once again from them telling me, is that it's not just a matter of saying, yeah, it's in remission, it's over, it's gone. There is this tiny little part of their brain that is always living on death row. So they're doing things that they, you know, dreamt of doing. They're making them happen. They're not leaving things that are really important to them to, you know, one day. They're making them today. Or they're making plans for things today. So I wonder, I wonder for all of us out there, who, um, well, in my mind, are just going to drop dead of a heart attack, and that would be my ideal scenario. And for all those others, you know, however we go is however we go. But I wonder if we were all just living, no matter how healthy we are, with a little part of us on death row, if we wouldn't, in fact, be happier, more fulfilled when the final time comes. Okay. Could be called a morbid one today, but um, I don't know. Those two movies really, really spoke to me. And uh, they're both on Netflix, and you could look them up. Just look up True Stories, Death Row, and I'm sure that they'll come up. So that's it for today. So, you know, of all the things you could be remembered for, I invite you to remember be remembered for being kind. So today, go out, be kind. Be kind to someone. Have that be your legacy. Even if it's with a stranger who you'll never see again, who will never know you. Leave a piece of you with them. A piece that matters, a piece that can go on that ripple in the oceans of kindness. All right, that really is it for me today. Please subscribe if you haven't, and I look forward to joining you soon, or you, in fact, joining me soon. Bye for now. Bye.